It's the Kelly Wood Podcast. Kelly had to run out of this show right after the show, so it's just me here on the podcast. That's okay, because we had a ton of fun. We talked to Mike Bryant. We found out about snow flying off the top of cars. Lori Lowenberg, dream expert to the stars, uh, joined us as well. Good trash flash. And, of course, Kelly tried to take back the mantle of maybe it's just me. All that and more here on the Kelly Wood Podcast. Kelly and Wood. When we talked to Bethany last week, she had an issue that her boyfriend she had been with for two years was kind of becoming a freeloader, and she wanted to tell him, hey, you need to either get your life together, start being responsible, or you need to get out of my house. Mm -hmm. So we all want to know how this conversation was going to turn out. No doubt. So we got Bethany back on the phone with us right now. Hey, Bethany, good morning. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Sound chipper. The question is, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) I am good. Um, man, it was definitely a rough conversation. Um, so I, I brought it up and when, when I first mentioned it, you know, we're sitting on the couch at home and, um, having a nice time and he kind of, he got really quiet and then got up and left the room and then he came back and you could tell he'd been crying. Oh man. And so I talked to him about what was going on and. He basically just said he, he, you know, like I kind of suspected because I knew he was feeling down and him not having a secure job. He just started feeling, um, I don't know. He, he was saying he just felt like a, a deadbeat, a dirtbag, and he couldn't get out of the cycle of it. And wow, um, he just, he really apologized and um, said he wanted to work on it and and maybe get some help, you know, talking to somebody about, his depression and um, yeah, so it, I, it turned out good, but it really took us through a long conversation of where he was mentally. He was just kind of trying to escape and, and just feeling like he was kind of untethered. So, so it, it was, it was good, but uh, he, he wasn't just doing this to make you feel bad for him. So he could stay with you for another few months or whatever. Like it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was clear. He was telling the truth. Yeah, I mean, he was—he had gone to the bathroom for, I mean, he was in there for about 20 minutes and just, I think he, he said, he told me he felt inadequate that, you know, I had this job and things were going really well and he didn't really have a solid base, but he felt paralyzed, like he couldn't, he couldn't figure it out. Okay. Um, well. But I think, you know, I, I gave him a list of all the stuff that was available locally. I told him he could start his own renovation company. Um I think he just needed somebody to talk about it with and didn't feel like he kind of felt inadequate talking about it with anybody. That happens, man. As a dude, you feel like if you feel like you're not providing as a man, you do feel 100% inadequate. Like it's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling much better about it. And that, that little potential I saw in there that, that had initially been present. I mean, it's, it's there. He just needs a little help. Now, are you going to stick to it, though? I mean, like, are you going to stick to it? Like, hey, you got to get it going and get it, you know, because you guys had the heart-to-heart talk, that's step one. Now you got to get that action step. You know what I mean? Exactly. So we said, you know, I told him that I have other things I need to start paying for. So by the end, by March, he needs to be able to be splitting um, expenses with me. Good for you. And he said that's totally fine that he has a goal. You know, it wasn't just this kind of big conversation. It was like, okay, this is the amount of money we need to start pooling together. Um, 
So there's then there's plenty of jobs out there. He just, I think people can get, especially with video games, they can really get like brainwashed into just constantly playing them. I don't know if you guys are, are video gamers, but I'm not. Wood is, uh, but I'm not any good. So I, don't, I, I get angry and smash a controller and that's usually the end of my night. So, <laughs> but no, it makes sense. You know, it brings you a little bit of joy. You don't have to deal with the real world for a little while. No, I totally get it. Right. But I, 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 and you I really... get like little rewards, right? Yeah. You know, so you get like encouragement, you do things and you get encouragement and it's straightforward. Whereas in life, <laughs> yeah, people, you most of the time. You don't get those. That, like, <laughs> that reinforcement and that um, that encouragement. Well, Bethany... Which I think a lot of guys need. <laughs> God, yes. Heck yes, we do. But but that's awesome. Bethany, I am so happy for you. I, I really... I don't... I mean, obviously, I don't know you that well. I don't know this guy, but it just feels like this is the right thing. Like, it's moving in the right direction. Yeah, tomorrow's now. Valentine's Day. Love's in the air. I'm, yeah. I'm cool with this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right, we'll see what he does. I wouldn't tool belt. <laughs> so yeah. We might have to have another call. I was going to say, <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything too great from him just yet this year, but next year he's going to crush it, I guarantee. <laughs> well, Bethany, oh, it was it was awesome to talk to you. It was awesome to catch back up with you, and congratulations with everything. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, guys. Kelly and Wood. I got to ask a question. Go ahead, then. This is for all the parents out there listening. Yes. My daughter comes home yesterday. Okay. She lost one shoe. All right. She came home from school. Was she drunk? That's she something lo- a, that's something a drunk person thing. Right? You lost one shoe. Like, I can understand losing a mitten. Yeah. A hat. Right? How did she make it home? Did she walk in circles? How do you lose <laughs> a shoe? Not two shoes, which is understandable again, right? You put them down somewhere. They are a pair. They go as a pair. She lost a single shoe. She has no idea where. No idea. Her foot didn't get suddenly cold, and she was like, hey, I lost a shoe. Andrea, God love her. She called around. Andrea called the school, lost and found. She called the bus. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. She went out and checked the street. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and here comes Murphy just walking by. Hi, Dad. I lost a shoe today, and she had her boots on. You know what's funny is when you're driving around sometimes, you always just see that random shoe sitting on the side of the road. It's always one shoe just sitting there. Pick it up. And you're always like... Where the hell did that come? Like, who just, who lost that shoe and just kept on their journey? They, they, they just went ahead shoeless. I, it, it, it blows my mind. And so now I got to go buy her new shoes today. Just I'll, buy her one. I get right. <laughs> or put Lojack on these things. <laughs> I, but, you know, eh, whatever. She, she's pretty good. She, she walks the line for the most. But I, I, I is there any other parent out there? And by the way, zero text so far. Right. No one else has walked this one shoe world um, among us. You might be a, this might be a solo mission, Wood. I mean, this sounds like something from WeFest. You know, hey, I went to WeFest, I came back. Lost a shoe. That would be understandable. Right. That's why I asked, had she been drinking? But she's five-ish years old. Losing losing one shoe is drunk activity. Does she have too much, you know, OJ? I I have no (laughs) She's on a sugar high. So, by the way, if you're driving around and you see a pink and white Nike Air Force One. Pick it up. Holla at you, boy. <laughs> All right, we got What's Trending on the way next. Wood, you said that you were outdoing me on the What's Trending. Or you mean, uh, maybe it's just me. I'm sorry, maybe it's just, look, I don't even get the name right. You know what, hey, it's all right. You've been out of the swing of things. Maybe it's just me is on the way next. You said that you outdid me on Maybe It's Just Me when I was out. I brought it. I'm going to bring it next. Do you know why oysters make pearls? Okay, I'm listening. All right, finally. I, I'm going to ah, get it. I, but I, you, better come, you better come correct. All right, maybe it's just me on the way next. 
Kelly and Wood. We are now joined by dream expert to the stars, Lori Lowenberg. Lori, how are you today? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. So awesome to talk to you. Always a pleasure. Likewise. (laughs) So we'll hit all your social media and all that kind of stuff at the end, let people know where they can find you and everything like that, because every time we talk about your uh, dream analysis website, we always get a few texts in, so... Sure. So this is actually our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. And he actually, when we said we were going to talk to you, he said he actually had a kind of interesting one. Brian, what you got going on there? Yeah, I have this dream where I'm falling. No, just kidding. Okay, <laughs> so I I don't even know how far back I've had it. And it's never the same situation. It might be uh, fighting with someone or, I don't know, like after playing a video game or something. It involves guns, Okay. Also in the military, so maybe yeah, that's why. Yeah, you should mention that. Yep, he, does, so, he is a service member. Yeah, so I'm in the National Guard. Okay. I've never had to, like, I'm not fought, fought in combat or anything crazy like that. But I always have a dream that, and it's always uh, like a pistol. If I have to squeeze it and shoot, I can't. Like, I just, I can't mm. either get it to go or, like, I curl my finger sideways. Like, I can't ever pull the trigger. And it's... I've been a reoccurring dream for the last couple of years, and I, it's just, it's odd. Can't put my finger on it, literally. <laughs> okay, so the first clue we have is that you've been having it for about two years. So we should be able to connect it to something going on in your real life for about two years now. Um, I think you may have actually analyzed it when you said, I can never pull the trigger. That's a figure of speech that we use when we're ready to start something, to get something going. I'm going to pull the trigger on this. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, is there anything in the last couple of years you have been hesitant to pull the trigger on and get going? I guess, gosh, off the top of my head, there's nothing. I, I mean, maybe in certain circumstances, like just things... I don't know if I want to jump into it. Probably one of the bigger times was the last time my wife wanted to have a baby. So it's like, oh, okay, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a major. Yeah, it's a major life circumstance. I don't know. Hopefully, Tara's not listening right now. It would definitely have to do with um, your gun and shooting. No. (laughs) Oh, that's what you did there. (laughs) But I do understand the life decision parallel because mm-hmm. yeah i mean there are a lot of big things i don't think something doesn't really come to mind right this second but i mean yeah that that does make sense as a dad yeah. and, uh, you know other stuff it's like you know a lot of things go on yes so has that been a um decision for about two years now uh, well, you know, I guess I, I guess I could even think it'd be longer than two years ago, but, um, I wouldn't really tie it into like something major, like, uh, that's been going on for the last two years because it has come and gone. But now that you say it, I mean, I can think of that where I've had like decisions going on in my personal life or like you said, family or job or whatever that I guess I could tie that back to. Not consistently over that time, but like this comes up, then that comes up, then that comes up sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So every time something comes up where you need to pull the trigger and are having hesitancy is likely the dream is connected to that. Okay. And reflecting your, um, I don't want to say ineffectiveness, but 
your ineffectiveness. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that's not a bad uh, that's not too far off sometimes. <laughs> right. So so what you take from it, um, you know, do it or get off the pot. <laughs> okay. Time to have a baby. Zenzel. Yeah, no, 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 no. That was an example, Kelly. <laughs> but you know what, Lori, it's interesting you say that because Zenzen, you are, you seem like a very calculated guy who doesn't rush into big decisions. Like you just, that's kind of your demeanor. Yeah. So I, that's interesting that you said that, Lori, because now it's like, yeah, that's exactly the kind of guy Brian is. And and you also want to, whenever it comes to dreams, whenever you can find some sort of figure of speech within it, it will help you find the message. So, hmm. you know, there's a lot of figures of speech related to this dream. You know, you're feeling under the gun as far as making the decision. You know, you're, are you ready to pull the trigger or not? Is this something you feel like you can give it your shot? And on and on. Okay. All right. Matt, you've done it once again, Lori. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will not be telling my wife the meaning behind one of the dreams because now she's going to say, it. You, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and but, a baby, beautiful baby name would be Lori. I'm just yeah. saying, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to have this dream again tonight. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. You're welcome. All right, Lori, how can people get a hold of you? And that's at lauriloenberg.com. Just Google Dream Expert, and I'm number one, number two, number three on there. <laughs> um, also, you can follow me on social media, all my social media, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. It's all Laurie the Dream Expert, L-A-U-R-I, Laurie the Dream Expert. Lori, thank you. Cannot wait till we get to talk to you again. Me too. And in the meantime, sweet dreams. Kelly and Wood. If ice hits me or the car behind me, am I in trouble? That's what we have up today in Better Call Brian as we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. Uh, this one I've kind of thought about as well. A listener sent this one in. I was going down the road and snow and ice chunks were coming off the top of the semi truck in front of me. And I always wondered if that hits me, am I allowed to go after that truck? for the damages to my car. Well, hope is there won't be any damage, um, but uh, they there are there are those cases out there, um, and they've actually got these either snow rakes or they've got these places where truckers can go and, and clean off the top of their trucks. You see that all the time with people with cars that don't. I mean, you watch them drive down the road and they got like a pinhole in the back, you know. And, <laughs> and it's like when you put that much ice on your car and you drive down the road, it's like throwing something out at somebody else. Mm-hmm. So if it causes something, sure you can be liable. My guess is a lot. Of those people get away because by the time it hits and by the time it happens, that car's on on down the road. Yeah, but you know um, there there have been those cases, and you do have liability for um, for uh, uh, snow flying off a car like that. What if, what if a snowplow? What if a snowplow caused damage to your snowplow? Is different. They've got immunity in Minnesota, okay. and so there's a lot of case law out there that when snowplows are doing their snowplows are doing their regular job, that they're allowed to do whatever they do, and they've gotten away with a lot of of damage as a result of doing their job as a gov- governmental unit. But I mean, if you think about it, that's a gigantic machine with a huge, you know, all this weight and everything else. They can't. You know, they Plus, can't, 
sometimes, ginger. Sometimes people drive like idiots around those I know. things. Yep. You know? And, yeah, they can. Um, then, you know, the, the, for but for a basic snowplower who like just plows the snow out in the road, you're mm-hmm. liable for the snow you put on the road. Like you can't uh, you can't clean your walk and throw it all out in the road. Wood? Because you can create, you can create <laughs> liability that way also. Uh, that no was comment, what, Mike. <laughs> that was one scam all winter long. <laughs> no, I have an interesting question here because obviously we are stacking snow up pretty high so far this winter. Yeah. And I, I, I so, now luckily I sit high in my truck but you know my wife's in her Who car sit high? <laughs> <laughs> but you know i'm able to look over some of these if you can't see around some of these corners as a property owner do you have any sort of like liability or responsibility to kind of keep those things low for people pulling out into traffic you can but also the driver pulling out has a duty to not just drive out blindly like you can't you can't just drive in an intersection with the sun in your eyes or yeah. you can't just do things because it's like can't see so <laughs> see what happens Here we go. It's, it's not a, you know so so you have a duty to you know back up or take care of yourself in a way you can't just dive out there but you've had cases involving hedges or you've had cases involving um but snow banks are up too large if if they've got notice of it and you know they've gotten uh you can show that there's a history of it then sometimes there's more of a claim that can be made there i wonder how much leeway we get like because last year we had a kid plow into our mailboxes mm-hmm. because it was so icy outside and like nobody even went after him to pay or whatever because they're just like all right well we'll just and what you've seen the fix it sucks it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's right out of the trailer park but nobody went after this kid to do anything so i, I don't know i think some of us just kind of let it slide yeah I because think it's do. like what are you yeah. gonna do you i know? mean property damage you know like that is covered by their insurance so it's yeah. not like he's gonna pay but i mean other than well and so uh there is coverage for that. We maybe should have got a little insurance money because our neighborhood fix for the mailboxes. It's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, it's embarrassing when people come to our house. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there in the front of your yard. <laughs> oh, she's a butte, Clark. Well, hey, Jesus Take the Wheel is not a defense. We just figured that out with Mike. Mm-hmm. And we'll have another one next week when we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant and Better Call Bryant. All right, Mike, Mike, Mike's got to go. All right, yes. so He's a we, busy man. But we have a text message, and we have a, actually a little bit of an open break here before Lori Lohenberg joins us. Okay. And I want to see, I, I know our phones are messed up this morning. Yes. I want to see if we can get this guy. Somebody texted in. He's got a funny story, apparently, about a friend going to jail because of snow. Okay. You know, we're just talking about snow coming off cars and everything. Can, can we maybe call him? Is it just incoming calls we're having an issue with? Can we maybe try and dial out? I'm going to try. If not, I'm going to read this story word for word when we okay. come back. Because this is... This is I, I don't know if I believe this story. All right, that's on the way next. Kelly and Wood. So we just had Mike Bryan in here from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryan for Better Call Bryant. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about, can you get in trouble if snow flies off your car and damages another car? Right, which is big help, by the way, from Mike. Right, so someone was texting you saying uh, they got in trouble. They got... A friend of theirs got in trouble because of the snowfall one time. It's a pretty weird story. So we were able to get the phones kind of combobulated here. <laughs> and I, I think I think he's online, too, there. Brian says he's online, too. All right. So how did you get in trouble? Me and my buddy in 2002, we had a huge snowfall. And we decided to go celebrating on a Friday night. Okay. Celebrating snow? Were you celebrating the snowfall? Because <laughs> living here, that happens a lot. What were you actually, were you celebrating that? He was going to be let off of probation on Monday. Okay. So we went celebrating, and we end up coming back home. We put my car in the ditch, and we were in the ditch in the middle of the country. We had no idea where we were at. And we had to keep the car stuck with the wheels in the back. Oh, God. In the midair, and it was running for about two and a half hours before the sheriff finally came and found us. Okay. 
Well, that's good. So were you guys drinking or because I'm guessing if you're on probation, you definitely shouldn't be drinking and driving. Right. What were you guys were doing? You drink, was he, were you drinking and driving? And uh, he got in trouble because he was drinking. I was a sober driver, so I didn't get in any trouble. Okay. But the net, what was funny was that Monday when he was supposed to get on probation, they violated him. Oh, no. So so he was drunk, so he got in trouble then, but you were fine. Oh, it was terrible. I, he had a, one last day of probation. He had to go to six months of jail. All over being stuck in the cell. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. I'm sorry. Well, I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much for the call. Look, what do I always say? Life is just easier when you walk the line. Now, thankfully, I've never been on probation. Right. I had a friend, though, who did get on probation. And I'm telling you, that dude wouldn't jaywalk. Right. And rightfully so. I mean, yeah. like, I, I think he learned his lesson, got it everything straightened out. I, like, he wouldn't go out with us, like, hey, we can go to the bars and stuff like that. Cause, and I'm guessing this is the case. Like, some alcohol, like, if you get doing something drinking, yeah. there's sometimes provisions put on there. Because I had another friend. God, I got a lot of friends. Oh, you got who, a lot of degenerates you kick it with. But I had another friend who was on probation. He could go He could go to the bar. But his was his was for, uh, like, a fight or something. I, I hate to say it, but I quit, was. Quit judging me. I, I, well, I was on probation for a hot second. I got a third now. <laughs> well, you know, I got, okay, when I was, I told you this story when I was in high school, I had a little scam running where I worked at a, a big box store. Mm-hmm. I would take tennis shoes from that big box store and then sell them at my high school. Sinner. Right. I, I, I regret it. I really am embarrassed by it. When I look back, when I look back on my past, that's one of the things I'm super embarrassed but about. But you learned your lesson. You started I, walking I the line. I absolutely learned my lesson then, but I was on probation for a while. And I, I uh, can I tell you, I think that scared me straight. Like, I was just like, I don't want this. I don't want to do this. That's good. You know? And so I stopped. And it's funny, hopefully my kids aren't listening right now. I don't think they are, but I cannot believe that, you know me, I'm, I'm a pretty straight-laced, lame kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I was on probation at one point in my life. <laughs> Like it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't fit the character. But, it, but here's the deal: like it's it's it happens to everybody. Not everybody, but I mean, it happens to a lot of people. But it worked in that case. Like one hundred percent did. Got it straight. Now I know, I actually have friends that are probation officers as well. Yeah. So you know, I I want to make sure that everyone knows <laughs> I'm not the degenerate Kelly Jordan is. I'm right there in the middle. I can go either way. Get the hell out the way. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score and throw it up on that trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes. That's what, this is slap in the middle of the day. Now, usually a lot of our stories happen at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Because nothing good happens after midnight. That's what mom always said. <laughs> but this one is at 1.42 in the afternoon. That's when a police officer is sitting in his car and he noticed, hey, what's going on here? Nobody's moving, right? Because everyone knows when you see the cop on the interstate, everyone goes to speed Slow limit. Down, yeah. Crosses a giant log jam. But this is sitting at a light. Walk the line. So the officer kind of starts doing the old thing that, you know, everyone uh, looking around, you know, where is everybody at? Looks up ahead and he sees a woman standing in the middle of traffic and lies down. As you can imagine, everyone else is honking and trying to get around, but nope, 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 nope. 39-year-old Madison was still laying in the street. Laying in the street. That's a bold choice. So the officer, of course, <laughs> all right, uh, yeah, all right, I got to take care of this, gets out and walks up and says, hey, get the hell out of the road. The woman wouldn't respond. He said, hey, 
Get out of the road. This is going to get worse before it gets better. (laughs) Madison decided to go full-on dead dog and wouldn't move. So as authorities then try to say, all right, well, let's just drag her off the road. That's when she started fighting back. She started to resist at one point in time, kicking one officer in the mouth, splitting open the officer's lip. Jeez. So they called other officers. One grabbed a, a one grabbed two arms. Yeah. The other two grabbed two legs, and they get the old everyone pick up. Red Rover, Red Rover. Carried her off <laughs> and dropped her to the side of the road. When they did, they found out Madison, well, much like our caller earlier today, was on probation. <laughs> she refused to give any reason why she was blocking traffic, but she was charged with obstruction of an officer, also hitting the officer and other charges. I wonder what would cause you to do that. Like, we, she had to be on drugs or drunk or something, but we don't have any of those details. Or, uh, no, or has one of those stupid causes about, you know, like chickens. Remember those <laughs> right. morons running on the Timberwolves game? <laughs> Didn't somebody try to glue their hand to the court or what was that? Yeah, and she got, she got wrecked yeah. by uh, a security guard with her head on a swivel. I, Do you remember? You probably didn't watch it. The movie The Program? Uh, I, no, I, when they were laying down in the road, I did actually watch that movie. Yeah, if you don't know, it was a it was a football movie in the '90s, and there's a scene like the quarterback lays down in the middle of the road to yeah. quote deal with pressure, and some kid went out there and didn't got hit by a car. Yeah, they've cut that from the movie. Really? Because kids were imitating it. I bet. Yeah, and yeah, that just, was like back in the early 2000s. Too, that was wasn't a, it? It was '90s. Was it really? That was a phenomenal football movie. Dang. All right. Well, don't shoot. lay in traffic. By the way, no. <laughs> do, we, do we need to give that disclaimer? And honestly, if you are laying in traffic people should be able to get out of their cars and just beat on you well yes i look don't get me started no don't no, nothing irritates me more I, i've never been caught in one of these protests but when i see the protests of them blocking traffic i, I go i go red who's, instantly whose mind are you changing you're Nola. making you're making me late for work right like i hate your cause now Whatever your cause is, now I hate it. There was that one protest that like caught up an ambulance. Right. Nah. 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 Right through. All right. Come on. Let's give this a score. Get on the sidewalk. (laughs) Here we go. Let's give this one a score, shall we? It's hot in here. (laughs) All right. So we have a woman laying down in traffic. Trashy. That is... Is there any other way to describe it? That's 200 points right there. Unless you've been thrown from a car. Um, Not getting up. So police had to... If police ever have to drag you anywhere... You're doing something trashy, man. It's trashy. And you need to recognize as such. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. All right, I'll go. You got to go. <laughs> I'm going to give 150 points for them having to drag her off the side of the road. The fact that she did all of this while on probation is trashy. No offense to our earlier caller. No. No. That's If they take offense, that's on them, not us. That's still 75 points for them, too. Right. right. And then, of course, she was arrested. That's 75 points. Are she we, kicked an officer in the mouth. Oh, she kicked an officer. That, that gets you 150. What are you doing? That gets you 150 points. That guy's for, just doing his job, too. Yeah. You don't have to do that. All right. Do we? Are we ready to give this one a score? Come on. Today, our woman imitating that old football movie referenced from the 90s that I can't even remember the name the banger, of. The program. Earns herself a whopping. 775 points. Trashy. Kelly and Wood. I got to ask you a question. Go ahead, then. This is for all the parents out there listening. Yes. My daughter comes home yesterday. Okay. She lost one shoe. All right. She came home from school. Was she drunk? That sounds like a a drunk person thing. Right? You lost one shoe. Like, I can understand losing a mitten. Yeah. A hat. Right? How did she make it home? Did she walk in circles? How do you lose <laughs> a 
shoe. Not two shoes, which is understandable again, right? You put them down somewhere. They are a pair. They go as a pair. She lost a single shoe. She has no idea where. No idea. Her foot didn't get suddenly cold, and she was like, hey, I lost a shoe. Andrea, God love her. She called around. Andrea called the school, lost and found. She called the bus. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. She made her went out and checked the street. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and here comes Murphy just walking by. Hi, Dad. I lost a shoe today. And she had her boots on. You know what's funny is when you're driving around sometimes, you always just see that random shoe sitting on the side of the road. It's, it's always one shoe just sitting there. Pick it up. And you're always like... Where the hell did that come? Like, who just, who lost that shoe and just kept on their journey? They they, they just went ahead shoeless. I, it, it, it blows my mind. And so now I got to go buy her new shoes today. Just I'll, buy her one. I, right? <laughs> or put LoJack on these things. <laughs> uh, but, you know, eh, whatever. She She's pretty good. She she walks the line for the most. But I, I is there any other parent out there? And by the way, zero text so far. Right. No one else has walked this one shoe world um, um, among us. You might be a, this might be a solo mission, Wood. I mean, this sounds like something from WeFest. You know, hey, I went to WeFest, I came back. Lost a shoe. That would be understandable. Right. That's why I asked, had she been drinking? But she's five-ish years old. Losing losing one shoe is drunk activity. Does she have too much, you know, OJ? I I have no (laughs) clue. She's on a sugar high. So, by the way, if you're driving around and you see a pink and white Nike Air Force One. Pick it up. Holla at you, boy. <laughs> All right, we got what's trending on the way next. Wood, you said that you were outdoing me on the what's trending. Or you mean uh, maybe it's just me? I'm sorry, maybe it's just, look, I don't even get the name right. You know what? Hey, it's all right. You've been out of the swing of things. Maybe it's just me is on the way next. You said that you outdid me on maybe it's just me when I was out. I brought it. I'm going to bring it next. Do you know why oysters make pearls? Okay, I'm listening. All right, finally. I, I'm going to ah, get it. But, but uh, you, better come, you better come correct. All right, maybe it's just me on the way next. Why do oysters make pearls? Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Would I bet you had no idea about this. Uh, this is new to me. I didn't even know about this, and when I read it, I said, that's my return to Maybe It's Just Me. Huzzah! I got to show Wood up. Oysters make pearls so that they can feel better. Not so they can look better, but so they can feel better. When a grain of sand, because you know they take a grain of sand and turn it into a pearl. Right. When a grain of sand or any sort of debris gets stuck inside their bodies, it irritates them. It like it, it kind of almost causes like a little rash inside their little oyster body. <laughs> <laughs> or their mouth. I don't, to me, an oyster is just a mouth. That's uh-huh. all. It's just one big mouth. But either way, when a grain of sand or any other debris gets stuck inside their bodies, they ease that pain and irritation by coating, coating it with multiple layers of, and I don't know how to pronounce this. Nice. I'm going to say nacre. Nacre? N-A-C-R-E. Nacre? Nacre. I feel good Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the material that lines their inner shells. As the pearl begins to form, basically, the pearl is like a blister to the oyster. Just makes them feel a lot better because they got that piece of sand or that piece of debris in there irritating their mouth. Or whatever that thing is. Whatever they are. That's in there irritating them, so they make a pearl out of it. So it does take a super long time for a pearl to form. I have been incredibly hungry at numerous points in my life. Yes. I have never been so hungry where I have looked at an oyster and thought, (laughs) yeah, let's give it a try. I used to date a girl who loved oysters. Anytime we went anywhere, she would always get them as like an appetizer or even as a meal. She would eat oysters all the time. Uh, See, to me, 
I think oysters are just, it's almost, it's a black and white thing, right? You it's, either like them or you don't. To me, to me, I tried them, and, it's, and I don't mean, I don't want to gross anybody out. It's like I'm, a booger. It's a snot, yeah. yeah. To me, it, it was like putting snot in my mouth. Yeah. That wasn't mine. It was like foreign snot yeah. going back into my mouth instead of coming out now, of my mouth. Now, if it's fried, uh, fried, it's not bad. I don't it's, even know if I've had fried oysters. Because it doesn't have like that watery taste oh, to God. it. Ugh. When we go to, because uh, obviously when I lived in Austin, everybody goes down to Corpus Christi to the to the coast, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have seafood everywhere, and oysters were just so popular there, and people would eat them, and I just, ugh, I couldn't do I still can't do it to this day. Ugh. And I, I think they're like an aphrodisiac, aren't they? I think it's supposed to get, get, you, little, to get, your, get your engine revving a little bit. Get you bit. a little rowdy. Although I, I, my wife would probably rather have the pearl inside than have me eating a bunch of oysters. <laughs> what? Come on, man. Don't do that. Don't. Clean it up. But I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I, yeah the, the pearls are gorgeous. I'm know? guessing your mom probably has a real pearl necklace. <laughs> yes. I actually bought my wife a pearl in Las Vegas when we first got married. Just one pearl? Yeah, it was like a thing. That, like it, You actually like cracked open the oyster. And, it was, and then like, you maybe found one, maybe didn't? Well, no, but they come in different colors, too. Like, they're rare. Like, there's black ones and stuff right. like that. So, and I, I, so I got one of those. And then when we went back, when we had Murphy, we went back and got Murphy one. Same place. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's it, nice. It's beautiful. You're, you're being gross, but I cleaned no, it up. I didn't mean to be. Like, I, I'm sorry. Look, I'm a student of the world. I'm sorry that I know certain phrases that are disgusting. I don't understand why those are so expensive, though. Like, you know, because well, like, look, at, they're rare as hell, and and they take forever to make. That's why it's like a diamond. That's why a diamond's so expensive. Yeah, but they're rare. They take forever to make. They take millions of years to make. Somebody told me though that diamonds actually aren't rare. It's just the resale market, like the way that they've just gone about it, like blood diamonds and everything. I don't really understand it all. I don't know about that, but I know they are a, a girl's best friend. That I do know. You know what? You brought it back a little bit. Thank today. you. I needed this one. I needed to feel better about myself. You got a dub. You got a dub. Welcome back, buddy. Uh, and you know what? Maybe you didn't find this one interesting. Guess what? I don't care. I could not care less because I'm going to have another one for you tomorrow and the day after that. And from here to eternity, I'll bring these to you. And if you don't find them interesting, I don't care because sometimes... <laughs> Kelly and Wood. All right, there we go. I think I got this right here. If this is the first break, Kelly explains why he has been out these past couple of days. And then we turn it around. Super Bowl free zone. And we had a ton of fun here this morning with Kelly Wood right now. Yeah, no rap this morning, Wood. Uh, I just wasn't. Uh, I, I'm a little bit out of my rhythm. I okay. got to be 100% honest with you. Obviously, I've been out for a couple of days. Thank you to Brian Riley for stepping in and filling in for me. And Admirably. Ho- Sure. Mm-hmm. Holding it down and everything else. Obviously, I was out for a reason. Uh, my mother-in-law passed away on uh, Thursday, somewhat unexpectedly, not 100% unexpectedly. Like right. We knew she had some failing health and things like that, but uh, yeah, it was just kind of like, so I had to fly my wife down to Houston so she could be with her family. Luckily, thank God, she made it there before her mom passed, and I'm not going to cry because Lord knows I have cried rivers of tears on this morning show. Really? For the in-laws? <laughs> What's that? For the in-laws? Well, it just, me and my wife's mom were very close. Okay. Like, when I was, when I lost my, so me and my wife got here's a quick little history just very very quick little backstory my wife and i got married four months after us getting married i lost my job mm-hmm. and it was a very good job and i you know whatever and my wife my mother-in-law was there every step of the way like just encouraging me keeping me going hold, holding me up whatever so we had a very we we probably had a better relationship than a lot of people have with their mother-in-law or with their in-laws sure so it, it was tough. It, it was tough to get that one, but I'll tell you, I mean, she was tough as nails. She was just a hell of a lady. So Did everybody you even got to meet her, actually. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful yeah. woman. So, you know? And, and I, you know, I, I what she had, she had a lot of health problems, and so... 
Did yeah. everybody get to make it down there before she passed away? Everybody did. That's, and that's, so that's good. Dude, I was it was funny. I was texting you, what was it? Wednesday night, I think. I was like, dude, I got a ticket the next day for like six hundred dollars. I was like, I feel like I did something wrong because there's no way it should be this cheap. It like, how is it that cheap in the in the age of the worst air travel we've ever seen since the Hindenburg? How is it how is it I could get a ticket for six hundred dollars the next day? So, like this is like again, I'm going to Vegas next month. Right. I bought my ticket when I was like, look, to hell with it, we're just gonna buy it. Right. And did it. Now we have a friend who's gonna be coming with us. Yeah. And he is riding the ups and downs. Like he has a price alert set on his phone, so he's just waiting. Well, he, and he's he's like the price alert's like wait, so he's waiting, he's waiting. He got a price alert on it was like a Monday morning, and then he he's like a whatever. He was out and about it with work, okay. and he couldn't get a signal because he got the alert says hey prices dropped a hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, so cool. That's that's you know that's a couple gambles take my money please i'm in right. he couldn't get the signal when he finally got the signal the price had jumped right back up oh my gosh so like there's this up and down thing of like the price tickets and the price of it all the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows so i believe you may have caught it cuz like all right it goes down they say what like 6 weeks out is the best t- time to buy a plane okay ticket. i didn't know that so that's what I, now that's what they said years ago i haven't really okay. checked it because then it starts to go up. Yeah. The closer you get, it goes up and up and up and up. And I'm guessing, like, if they have 15 open seats the day before, which was probably a shock. I don't think... Uh, the last time I flew a flight that wasn't, like, 95% full, Yeah, it's been years. Right. So maybe they drop it to get as many people on there as they can. Because an empty seat... Well, that's what I was going to say. the money. That's, but, but the funny thing is, my wife was hemming and hawing, like, well, should I come home Sunday? Should I come home Monday? I was like, babe, we have to buy this ticket. I was like, we could, in an hour, it could go up by $300. Like, let's get this yeah. right now. It's like, just whatever. If you need to stay another day, we'll handle it then. But Shoot your shot. Yeah, it was it was a wild scene, man. But my wife, I, look, she's had a tough, you know this, she's had a tough couple of years. Sure. She lost a sister. Mm-hmm. She got diagnosed with cancer. Now she lost her mom. And she's, she's just handling it so well. Like, it just... I'm seeing such a different side of her that I've never seen before of just this strength that I, I just I'm shocked. And I and honestly I think I'm all cried out. I think that's why I'm not crying right now. Well, like tough times make tough people. Right. And, and they you, don't get tougher than the past few years my wife has had. Well, and you think about it, you, you take those hits and you realize, okay, it's hard, but you get through it. And then you take another hit. All right, it's hard, but you get through it. You yeah. know. Now, granted, everybody has their ups and downs with it all, but at the end of the day, you realize that I always tell my kids this, man. You know, the best part about a bad day is it ends. Man, you, you know, said it. It ends. And now <clears throat> it may be a hell of a ride to get to that end of that day, <laughs> yeah. but you'll get through it and you get stronger. And the crazy thing about your parents is it's we we've talked about this before. Yeah. That flip, you don't really know when it happens. That yeah. You're you that there's like if you imagine like a a hundred bar right of like worry, when you're little, your parents are doing the ninety nine percent of the worry, right? right? And then right. you get older, it starts to shift, and at some point in time, you don't know when it is, but you look <laughs> up and you're worried more about your parents than they are about you. Well, and, and I don't know what to, when that happens or how it happens, but it happens. And, and I'm sorry to make this first break of the day a therapy session, but you know my mother-in-law was up here in, in uh, July after my wife had her surgery. Yeah. And I had to call 911 for my mother-in-law because she was laying in bed and could hardly breathe. And that's when I knew I was like, this is bad. Like... Had we not been there that day, she probably would have she probably would have passed away in back in July. And so I just you kind of saw and so that's why there was like 
it's almost like this constant worry was just hanging over our heads nonstop. Yep. Like, if she doesn't stay on top of her medications, all this, it's going to go downhill fast, and that's exactly what happened. That's so, tough. You know what, Minnie? I'm going to miss her, but whatever. You know, she was a hell of a woman. She made a hell of a daughter. And, uh, you know, that, that I told my wife, I was like, the best way you can honor your mom is being the best mom you can be, and that's exactly what my wife is. She's a hell of a mom. You couldn't make – and that's the way. That's how you carry it on. You yeah, know, man. You make the ones that came before you proud that you are carrying on that life. Legacy, so. I'm telling you, brother. So anyway, but we're back here today to have a good time. We're going to lighten things up again. Yes. It's been, I, I'm telling you, this has been the wildest year of my life, man. It's just been just a bizarre-ass year. Yeah. Whoop, can I say that? Well, I guess <laughs> it's, before, that kind of show. it's before 6 o'clock, so I think we're okay. But no, but thank you and thank you to you, Wood man. Like you, you are like you are so understanding through all this stuff, man. Don't worry about that. Well, you know, because we don't like missing this thing. No, nope, we hate not being here. We pick each other up, man, and we love being here. I told you that on Thursday night. I was like, I wish that I could just get in and do the show on Friday because it puts me in a good mood. Very selfishly, this show puts me in a good mood. But and you pick each other up. I mean, that's 100%. that's what you know. We we talk a lot about communities. It's friendship. That's that's you just got to have people that you can depend on that can pick you up. You know what, what? We do absolutely, and also we should announce we're, we're not doing any Super Bowl stuff today. Nah. I had a run in at the Super Bowl yesterday. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm still I'm still angry about, and I, I'm actually I'm going to keep it for Am I Wrong? Okay, because oh, for Tuesday, I, 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 for tomorrow, I, for tomorrow, I, I, it has set me off in a way. I, 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 I honest <laughs> to God, I look back on it. I swear to God, I was being punked. I you know what's funny about me watching the Super Bowl? I kept. Tuning away from it, I, w- I was so. I, I, I just, wish I could have. <laughs> I just, I get so bored watching sports. I subconsciously just tune away from it. I'm on YouTube. I'm doing everything else. I'm like, oh, that's right, the Super Bowl's on. Well, I, I got you, little Smokies in the crock pot. I need to get back on it. There was a rage inside me. I swear to God, my wife, she's never a allowed to pick another plan we have. I. Well, save it for I don't even want to hear it till Tuesday. Don't even tell me off the air. I want to I, I want to hear this on Tuesday. Honestly, God, else. like I can't talk about it today because I'll start swearing. I'll start swearing. <laughs> I'll start slapping people. But uh, Ooh, but so oh. but honestly, so we're, we're you know everyone else is look every other radio station on planet Earth today is gonna be like, well, what was your well, favorite what commercial? commercial? Did you like? And well, that's I fine. Lot. I didn't see the commercial. That's fine. You want to check that out? Go for it. We're a yeah. Super Bowl free zone. If you're Super Bowled out or anything like that, this is your safe haven from it. So. If you're just joining us now, uh, we had a family loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I was out. My mother-in-law passed away, and uh, so I had to get my wife down to Texas so she could be with her family. Obviously, I got kids. I got to get them to school. So that's Thoughts why. Thoughts and prayers to her, by the way. Yeah, not man. to you, to her. <laughs> Make sure you pass those on. Please. Thanks. Just just cast me by the wayside. That's fine. I, I don't mind. But uh, yeah. So anyway, that's why I've been out for the past couple of days, but we already touched on that. So anyway, but I'm glad to be back at work, man. It feels good to be back. Can I ask you a question? Because I'm glad you're back. Bring it to me. Come on, let's go. What is the level that you will go to a wedding for? Meaning? Since you are the wedding expert here. I've DJed hundreds of weddings, yes. My wife asked me the other day. She said, hey, we got an invitation to a wedding. Okay. Because I kind of saw it on like the counter. She's like, oh, that's the invitation to the wedding. You right. Know, honest to God, I've never seen these people before in my life. Are you talking distance? Are you talking gift? I am talking humans. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, like, I've, I'm, you said level of commitment, so I'm guessing. But this is my thing, is I'm, I don't know these people. Well, you know, they're, and she like explained that it. Was I'm like not a, going. It was that, a co-worker's, an old co-worker's friend or it was an old co-worker that she used to work with, or their kid. I don't know. Either way. That's that's pretty far removed, bro. I said, no. 
<laughs> Why? Why? We never, and, you know, look, I love my wife. I, I, I know you do. I, I do a lot for her, I believe. She does a it, lot for me. Yes. And sometimes she likes to go do fancy things. I don't. I'm not right. a fancy boy. Right. You're you wearing know. your nicest outfit right now. Probably. That hoodie you have on, that's the nicest hoodie I've ever seen. My, you my nicest jeans. <laughs> I got nice shoes on, right? I, I, I feel Watch good. the video later to see this ensemble. What, what's the point, right? I mean, <laughs> and I, I, I don't want to do this. Right. Well, we should. You know, it's so-and-so and all this. And, you know, I, I, my question to you is. Come on. At what point in time do you? Because you said, well, whose wedding would you go to? It's got to be family or friend for me. Like, it can't be, oh, it's a friend that I used to work with back in the day, you know, and, and or a friend of a friend, a friend I, of a coworker. Honestly, hell no, I ain't going. There's friends, friends of mine. I'm not going to. Well, I take that back. If I have the weekend open, then I'm going. Because I like a good wedding. Oh, of course you, you get a, do. You get a nice dry meal. <laughs> See, and then, then you, get a, you, get the, you get to do the YMCA. Why not go? I, I'm not going. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like weddings. Especially, let look. I'm a card-carrying Roman Catholic. Yes. I went to parochial school. Yes. I did the first communion. I've done the whole thing. I could. I was an altar boy, all right? Which, by the way, is getting me under the pearly gates at yeah, the end Yeah, you got a free pass. I, I've been through it. I got an aunt, a great aunt who was a nun. Like, I'm in. Dude, you got you got so many things in your favor. Right. <laughs> Roman Catholic weddings are a bow. Brutal. They take a long time. Right. We, it's, it's a mass. And oh, by the way, these two are going to be together forever. Get up here. Let's do the unity prayer. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Binga, banga, boom. It's an extra 30 minutes. Right. On top of a normal mass. It's it's a long time. I'm, I have a cousin who is Catholic, and I went to her wedding. Like, my cousin by marriage. Mm-hmm. You know my, my cousin Barb. Yes. Her wedding. I was like, wow, this is long. This is a long time ago, too. I was used to a Lutheran wedding. Boom. Let's get in. Let's get this thing over with. My wedding in Las Vegas yeah. was 15 minutes. Right. Want to know why? Because there was a wedding before me, and there was a wedding yeah. after me. And people had to people had to get on the tables, man. Right. There's hot hands out you there. You gotta go. <laughs> Which my dad and I were actually talking about the other day. Like my, the Wood family, almost was just done for in Las Vegas after Meaning? my wedding. So, all right, story time here, real quick. Come on, I'm listening. I wanted to get married in Vegas. My, I love the city of Las Vegas. Right. But my wife was like, "Oh, is it going to be tacky?" No, we're going to do it right. We did it right. It was very nice. My wife had a gorgeous dress. We all had tuxedos. Beautiful. We all did the whole thing. The night of. Right? We do yes. a reception. I, by the way, you want to know how poor we were for this whole thing? <laughs> I'll be real with you. Our reception, I made a mixtape. Yes. <laughs> on a CD. And we couldn't get the CD to work. But that, like, we had to get it to work because that was our music. So, what did you do, just play something off your phone? Well, that was before, like, phones <laughs> oh, were yeah, walking I iPods, you right. know? I I literally had three CDs ready to go, and <laughs> my Uncle go. Paul was manning it all. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't his fault. It was like a screw-up. Yeah. And um, it, we, we finally got to go. But, like, it was like, okay, we're going to do this, then this is the song for First Dance, and yeah. on down the line. And fine. Actually, wasn't bad. Yeah. The one thing I will tell you, if you're if you're planning a wedding and you're worried about the food, don't because you're never no. going to eat it anyways. No, you're not going to eat it. I will tell you. I've told you this. We rescheduled our wedding because of the DJ. Like I, there was a specific DJ I wanted. His name was DJ Baby G. 
<laughs> Solid. He no, but he won a uh, he won a worldwide competition DJing. He was mm-hmm. my he was one of my favorite DJs. And we had our wedding set. We had our save the dates printed out and everything. And then we found out he wasn't available. We shifted our wedding to get that DJ. That's absurd. No, no, it wasn't because the party was banging. Uh, DJ Wood had the party floor <laughs> popping as well. Doesn't sound like it. Don't watch yourself. <laughs> but that night, right? So my wife and I, we go. We have a honeymoon suite. We went off. Hello, ladies. Honestly, God, I fell asleep. We were Imagine so that. hungry. She's like, I'm going to run downstairs and get wings. I fell asleep before she got back. Right. <laughs> but anyways, that's the... Sexy time. She knew what she was in for at that point in time. <laughs> but the next morning, we had it set up. We were going to do a big family get-together breakfast at right. the buffet. And we it was like set up for like 8.30 a.m., my wife and I walk in. We're expecting my family, you know, oh, here they are. <laughs> you know, tears and everything. Yeah. We walk in. There ain't a damn person. <laughs> well, and, that's because you had your wedding in Vegas. Well, the, honestly, God, like, I looked down. I was like, do I have the hours wrong? You know, because we're shifting time zones and everything. And three minutes later, the doors open up. And here comes the Wood family. <laughs> Wearing the exact same stuff they had on the night before. Like Lock the of shame. Like the, the Chappelle Prince thing. He's like, this is the same thing y'all had on the club. Apparently, my uncle had gotten hot at the craps table with my dad and my cousin. Yeah. And the entire family just circled around watching my uncle on a heater. Just hitting them. <laughs> and they literally went to bed like an hour before this this breakfast. Oh, that's awesome. And I saw a look in my, eye, my wife's eye for maybe yeah. a half a second. These are who I married. Right. Do I want my last name to be Wood? Guess what, baby? <laughs> and honestly, I was bummed that I missed this run at the tables. <laughs> so what? So how did that work then? So you had your ceremony mm-hmm. in some sort of chapel, I'm guessing. Uh, special memory chapel is in downtown. It's like a famous Sounds one. gorgeous. Where Thank was you. the Watch reception yourself. then? At the same place? No, it was at the Big Dog Casino oh, Cafe. <laughs> yeah. Watch it. It was actually nice. <laughs> yeah, whenever you hear the word cafe in there, that just screams luxury. It had the little whoop over the E. And we had the we had the whole upper floor because they did parties. Sounds gorgeous. Shut the hell up. That's my wife. That was her. And I, honestly, I promised my wife. I was like, honestly, if we you don't. had a reception at a Denny's. <laughs> it wasn't a, a big dog. Gambling and cafe, get it right, and, and car wash and, and tanning salon. I, I promised my wife, I was like, "Look, if you don't like our wedding, you know, we'll get it redone." Yeah. But honestly, it fits just who we were. Like, oh, we paid for it. We paid right. for it all out of pocket. I I paid for mine, and sometimes I regret the amount that I spent. I probably spent over ten thousand dollars on our wedding. That's absurd. but I had a great job at the time, and I thought the I thought the gravy train where biscuit wheels was never going to end. And, and boy, did that thing crash into a cement wall, <laughs> and it all came crashing down. Dude, I mean, I remember how much we saved. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we were both crying. <laughs> we're never going to pay for anything, man. It's and look at you now. But it was it was great. Wouldn't change a thing about it because that, that was us, man. But the question is, would I go to a friend oh, yeah. if I if I had the weekend off, like I said, and just nothing else to do? Then fine, let's go. Let's go have you know, let's go do the chicken dance. Honestly, Why not? I, I don't want to go to a wedding in my backyard. I don't want to like <laughs> you don't enjoy the music and the camaraderie and the the circle is very tight of people. I will go to a wedding for very yes. very tight. What about when my wife divorces me? <laughs> Well, you oh, come to my I'm one. sure the new guy she's gonna marry is actually gonna be a fun dude. I'll go to that one. All right. You know what I just realized? I didn't get any history or birthdays ready to go for today. I apologize for that. I, I yeah, lock it up. I didn't even think of it. I'm I'm way out of rhythm right now. All right. Well, you get one freebie. All right. 
One Tomorrow, freebie. I promise you, everything will be back to normal. Well, that is my solemn guarantee to you. Uh, but Don't we do, tease me with a good time. But we do have what's trending on the way next. Oh, so you did do that one. That's right. Good. No, I, this I actually have. Uh, Austin, Remember, no Super Bowl. If you're wondering, like, why aren't they talking about the Super Bowl? No Super Bowl. Super, Super Bowl, Bowl free, free zone. zone. You can go get that everywhere There's else. nothing we can say that you haven't yeah, thought of or heard already. Rihanna, yeah, the whole thing. Hey. Right. <laughs> right. But um, anyway, uh, Austin Butler, who played Elvis in that movie, I am shocked how little he was paid for that movie. I got that story coming up for you next. And I've got a weird story about a bird in New York. Now, you're probably thinking... What do I care? Well, I can't wait for this one. There's some twists and turns. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow, I swear we will be back on track. I promise you that.